All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome to this very special episode of Warrior Week Parables from the Pit. Very special for two reasons. Number one, uh, we got Fathers and Son edition uh, once again. Uh, this time is Mike Hardy and his son Jacob. Welcome to the show. Um, and also, this is very, very unique because this is going to be our 100th episode. So you get to own the 100. So it's a good title, son. And uh, uh, it's not going to come twice. So you get to keep that. So, gentlemen, thank you for being on the show. We're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about Warrior Week. We're going to talk about life. We're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about what's going on right now as a father, as a son, uh, inside of a inside of a world where like human potential has been almost put on human potential, human momentum, like literally momentum has been put on pause. And uh, we all had to divert and do things differently. And, and 2021 is coming. For some is the unknown. For most is, okay, this year, this year the war was b- brought upon us. We survived, but I'm getting ready to, to win the war of 2021. Uh, and one of the th- main things that I'm going to do is that I'm going to actually start focusing internally uh, uh, what matters. You know, me, my life, my family. Um, and we see more and more of that, like disconnection from what other people, other people want, other people think. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. But before that, Mike, you came to Worry Week 29 and 51, right? So we're going to roll back and uh, kind of like what brought you to 29. Just, you know, I know it's like almost six years now, right? Yeah, we're, five, we're, yeah. we're uh, almost five years now. Almost yeah. five years. Yeah. So what, what brought me to 29 um, I was at a place where I knew that um, I needed to uh, change my thought process. And I was at a place where um, work was becoming all-consuming, and I knew that my job as a husband and a father, which was just not simple at all. It's not simple to figure these things out. You know, you always think there's a playbook for it. There isn't. Um, And I needed to kind of, let's call it, reprioritize and realign uh, my life. So uh, 29 was something that just was perfect timing for me because it helped me to get centered and focused and clear on the things that were that were really important to me. So it's, gosh, I'm gonna have to think back because it's it feels like a lifetime ago. But yeah, I guess we're coming up on five years now. Man, it does feel like a lifetime ago. Like I, 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 I have very clear images of 29, right? I have very clear memories of 29. But there's a big gap between uh, everybody that came to 29 and where men are today, especially you, right? And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were uh, inside of HQ and we were working on, um, you know, our 90-day game plan. You and I talked about two days ago, not I mean, two weeks ago on the call, we're having you down here with Jacob. And I just like, it, it, it's not the same mic. I, I, <laughs> I remember that mic, uh, especially, especially after the fight. Uh, <laughs> it's just it was a different mic like it was it was it was well you have like at least 30 pounds more muscle now than right at, at least 25 i you know i don't know it's it's uh, oh, i, I moved the right i moved the right direction Let's <laughs> yeah, just say yeah, yeah much <laughs> yeah much different but um let, let's just you know that changed renewed your your mindset mm-hmm. right you you took the tools and you you created life and then you came back to 51. What was not working for you where you decided that, hey, I want to come back to this thing? Or what 
invited you this time to come? Ah, to come back to 51. So there, there's something that at least I've realized for me is, is part of human nature, and it is that if there's not an intention to grow with a healthy environment, that it's easy to slide back and slip back. And so um, 51 for me was almost a, um, a, a recommitment to no compromise in all areas of life. And it wasn't, it wasn't that I think sometimes like good can be the enemy of great, and it wasn't that things were bad. Things were moving in a good direction, Business was going in a positive direction, and I just, I think I, what I needed was uh, to re-anchor the foundation um, and get, get to a place where I had a higher level of certainty. And I, I had, I, I think that, I don't know, I was, I was just thinking about this recently, there's, you've talked about this, there's, there's clarity brings certainty, certainty brings confidence, confidence brings courage. And so often if there's not the highest level of clarity and certainty, um, there's a lot of wheel spinning. And so I just, I knew that it, it, I wanted to double down on what worked. And so that's part of what brought me back. And, and that, I remember that training. Uh, I remember that training you're talking about. I think it was years ago when we framed it out on clarity. The first thing we need to do is just get clear. Yeah. Once, once a guy, or once a dude is very clear on what he wants, then like he becomes almost certain that this is what he needs to do. But there's a big difference between certainty and confidence. Certainty is the feeling that comes, uh, confidence is the feeling that comes after certainty. Hey, man, you got clear, you wanted to do that, you did it, and now you're confident because what you did actually produced results, right? That's, yeah. the, that's the huge distinction between certainty and confidence. And certainty and confidence is this vicious loop, right? Mm -hmm. The more certain decisions we make and the more confident we become because of the results produced by those certain decisions. And then comes the magical piece, right? Which is having the courage to let it all go. <laughs> You've gained all this confidence. It all worked out. Everything is great. Now I have to find the courage to let it go in order to recreate. Because when we don't find the courage, then we find ourselves in the comfort of our confidence. We stick in there for a while and it becomes the comfort zone. We're confident in it. It's what we're good at, right? right. We're good at running, let's say. So we're going to stick there for years, and we're not going to go swim in the ocean because that's out of our comfort zone. And <laughs> that's the courage of, okay, am I going to let go running to now become a swimmer? And it's, it's tough because most of your lives you've been running, right? Now running is what you're best at. What you know of is like, why would I do that? Well, because you can grow. Yeah. So talk to me about this whole concept, like how many times you've let go, man, in the past five years of things that, that – you know, was working for you, but do you kind of like the conversation of good to great, the hardest part to get to great is giving up good. Yeah, 100%. So as, as you're saying that, I'm realizing like one of the things that I've always struggled with is I'm a very calculated risk taker. I don't mm. take risk, but it has to be very calculated. And, and so something that just in the last, I don't know, probably five years or so, I've learned, especially through the, through the warrior training is to slow down long enough to take that, that, uh, you know, that, that meditation, that quiet time every morning and just to listen and to ha not, not just act on calculated risk, but also, um, there's a, there's another element to it that I never totally got, but I now get through recent experience, which is just like listening to that still, that still small voice that you can't hear unless you slow down and listen and then 
acting on that, which is um, not always logical. Yeah. And and so it's what I've had to learn is that um, there's opportunities that are, let's call it win. I for me anyway, windows in time where it may not totally add up, and it sometimes can be counter log- to logic, but to act on like a strong sense of intuition um, opens up worlds of opportunity that I to- completely would have missed out on if I, if I had not. Wow. Wow. Um, so we're going to go here to Jacob. Uh, I'm going to be switching mics back and forth. Uh, Jacob, man, how old are you, bro? I'm 19. Okay, great. So uh, 19, that means you were 14 when your dad started having his first experience with, uh, with Warrior. And so what can you tell us as an observer as you know, as a son, as somebody that watched your dad just gone through this experience, what are some of the things that you've noticed about your dad, man? Um, well, I mean, I I can see him practicing the stuff that he's been learning uh, with you guys. Um, he always has like his planner, and I see him like go out of his way to dedicate that time each day to do the things that you guys teach him and to kind of just improve himself in a bunch of different ways. And uh, he did put on some muscle, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, 30 pounds, bro, 30. 30. <laughs> uh, so another question for you, man. Um, you know, what is what is the biggest lesson that you learned from your dad in this five years, right? Like, is there a memory? Is there a time in the past five years where, like, man, you know, like, fuck, I'm I'm so proud that this guy like this guy is my dad like dude like this guy, I just learned some shit from this guy man, and so it's just that that thing that stays in you you know what I mean I have that with my dad, uh you know I remember one of the things I remember forever my dad was and it just comes back all the time, is on my wedding day, uh you know he said something I never never left my mind and I always repeat it to he says. You know, living a life with someone is easy, but building a life with someone is very difficult. And, you know, when things get when things get hard at home, sometimes I'm sure it does at your house, too. You know, when there's arguments and, you know, maybe not, uh, you know, pans flying around. It depends on the house. But anyway, uh, when when things get heated between two people that like, man, they're committed to each other and they live with each other. uh, It comes this 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 always comes in my mind. It's like. You know, yeah, I can live with someone for a very long time, but to build something, to have common projects. So if you can, like, maybe talk about, like, one uh, one memory or even, like, one project that you were so proud to work with your dad on the past five years uh, that you could see, uh, you know, you could see a lot of the, the the attitude of your dad, you know, being influenced by what he does, right? The wor- We call it here the work. You know, Warrior didn't give anything your dad. It's just a blueprint, and basically what your dad does is he does the work, right? He does he does this thing to make himself better first thing in the morning. Uh, we call it core four, but what it really is is just self-love. Like, you get to appreciate yourself, invest in your body, invest in your spirituality, conversations with God, you know, invest in your family by, by putting some gratitude out. Dude, I can tell you, man, as a young blood, there is nothing, there is nothing more powerful in this world that to train your brain with gratitude. It is the best training for your brain. Yes, there are scientists out there. Yes, there are super smart people out there. Yes, there are doctors. All that is beautiful. But your brain, if it's trained on gratitude, it will be a weapon in the society. Um, so anyway, man, time to to you to like for you to share something that you observed during this time with your dad, man. So I liked what you said about uh, the projects. Yeah. 
um, because that's something that I can like that's relatable like right off the bat because um, well I think I guess in chronological order the first thing was um, my the car that I had at the time wasn't like doing too well so <laughs> what, what car was it bro man oh, Honda Civic no it was a it was a 1990 Nissan 300ZX and it is thoroughly clean. lucky you what 19 what <laughs> 1990. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, man. Man, I remember when I was 19, I had a piece of crap. It was a Honda Civic 82 with two doors, and I had to attach the, the actual doors with, with a cord because, like, the, the lock and nothing was working out. It was manual shift, and I didn't even have the nut on it, so I had to take, like, the little, you know, with my two fingers. <laughs> anyway, back to you. So I had that car. It was uh, kind of along the same lines as yours, <laughs> but um, it it was by the time I sold it, you know, had low compression. Like it was just yeah. all beat up. But I um, I changed the clutch on it myself, which was my first like very like involved, I guess, working on a car. Before that, it was just you know doing wow. little things here and there. And um, he would always come in and be like. Are, this is a question that he's asked me recently when I've been working on the car I have now. He'd just walk in and say, are you winning, son? And that's, like, the funniest thing to me and all my friends because that happens to be a meme, like, at the same time that he says it. So, but he would always just, like, kind of walk, hey, can I use your garage? I need to work on my car. Yeah, sure. And then, you know, it was in the garage for, like, four months because I didn't know what I was doing. But he, he let me just kind of figure it out, and then I worked through it. And so that was kind of cool. But, um... I, I think a, uh, a more down the road you're kind of leading to yeah. uh, project would be he and I are both working on getting our pilot's license right now. So that's that's been fun. Uh, submarine or a planes? <laughs> Airplanes. <laughs> oh, okay. Dude, a submarine would have been cool. Gone six months, farther than dad. <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> with with, with 1,200 can of tuna. <laughs> what did you see? Nothing. <laughs> That's great. So, uh, so uh, how many hours do you have in, in, the, uh, in, in your courses right now? Um, I think I have about 20. I, I've been going through periods of build, getting a lot of hours at the same time and then kind of not doing much hours for like, you know, a month or two when mm. stuff gets really busy. But then um, both of us are both like kind of about the same spot, like maybe halfway through getting our actual license. But it's... It's cool, you know. He was there when I soloed, then he didn't tell me when he was gonna do his first solo, so that I didn't get to go show up and be like, "Oh, your landings are terrible." But like, <laughs> you know, it's it's cool to see like both of us go through the same process around the same time. It's on the record now, man. It's on the record and it's public. Okay, <laughs> uh, dude, that's so cool. Such a common project, and uh, let's just face it, man. Right? It's not an ordinary project. It's not like, son, let's go to the pool and swim a lap, right? It's like we're flying right now, and, you know, there's a lot of feeling involved with, uh, you know, courage to take off and, you know, being in the air. And so um, awesome project, man, awesome project. And that's that's kind of what we do here at Warrior, right? We, we kind of a little bit crazy. <laughs> we take these challenges upon ourselves. Uh, what about you personally, man? Like uh, besides changing a clutch, which is pretty crazy at that age, I'll give you that. Most 19-year-olds have their head in the toilet right now, and they're blacked out because they had too many uh, whatever they're consuming right now. But, <laughs> hey, man. You know, that, that changing a clutch, that's old school. That's like, 
You know, that's like saying fuck you to the Telsas and all that shit. It's like, I'll, 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 I'll stick with these, this, with this. So what about some other cool project that you've been on, man? Something challenging that uh, maybe, maybe COVID has caused so much challenge for your generation, just being disconnected from friends. Um, man, I can't imagine like, how would that be? I know at 19, I wanted to be all over the place, right? Every night I want to be in all over the place. So, but like, how is, how is, how has that been challenging for you? And what were... You know, what were you able to do during this time to kind of like, you know, pivot? So uh, I think right off the bat when uh, COVID just kind of happened, um, I thought I was going to get laid off from my job. I thought I was going to get fired and I was working um, like full time, basically. So that was I went a week with like working zero hours and hearing about coworkers that had been laid off. And yeah. I was like, oh, no, I'm next. What am I going to do? And then the next week they got slammed with like the busiest they've ever been. And it's been like record breaking sales since then. Wow. So I got lucky and got to keep my job. And um, a lot of my time outside of work and money has been going into the car that I have right now. Uh, okay, Let's hear it. What is the car, bro? We know we know you want to say it. Like, what is the car? It's a uh, 1999 Toyota 4Runner, and uh, it's got a TRD supercharger and some other cool stuff. On oh, it. nice. So you changed category. You went on 4x4. I did. I did. And I don't regret it at all, actually. Okay. But so, so you were not in the, in the speed, but you were more into, you know, discovering off-road. Well, I am in the speed, <laughs> but that's uh, for when I save up even more money, and then I can go back to get something faster. Uh, for the record, I am in the speed, and I will take that Audi outside for a spin. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Might have done it before. <laughs> Who knows? Dude, so cool. All right. Um, let's go back, Mike, to you, man. Um, you know, that first night into the pit, right? And we're talking about specifically 51, right? Because that's the most there is, there is, There is a, you know, most people sit out there and look at Warrior as, uh, you know, it's a cool, cool program. You... They put you through some tough stuff, and it's mental toughness. It has, like, okay, I'll tell you Sacred Jacob. It has nothing to do with fucking mental toughness. These guys only, like, they at most did 15 or 20 push-ups. So. But there is a miserable process that takes place on day one, uh, and it's long, and it goes to the night, and it's called the pit. And, uh, and uh, it just, you know, just like all of us, doesn't matter the age, um, it just makes us face the stuff that we have inside, the feelings that uh, we kept inside, the times that we should have said something we didn't, uh, the times that we said some shit that we shouldn't, um, you know, basically the relationships that we've either distanced ourselves from or, or we invited in our lives that, that, that caused us harm, right? And, and there's this thing that deep, deep inside is a place is there's this pain that resides. And no matter, no matter who, what man you look at, what age, all of us, all of us have this pain inside of us. But we are not willing to feel the pain. It's just like the majority of us just, listen, man, I am not, don't want to fucking feel that shit. So fuck off, right? So like we don't want to feel that. And uh, the first night of Warrior Week process is kind of like a transition into allowing a man to feel some of that pain, right? And... When, when that is felt, it is in that moment that we feel like like almost like something that wasn't part of us, that was inside of us, is kind of left. And it, we feel good. It was painful. But at the end of it, we're like, we feel a little bit stupid too. Like, 
why did I hold on to this, man? It was always me. It wasn't nobody else. I'm the one that made a mountain out of an anthill <laughs> because of my feelings. Um, so that's kind of what takes place on, on day one. And, uh, you know, we'll leave that for the experience. Um, your dad went through the same thing. I went through the same thing. Um, and that kind of opens the space for next day for something more beautiful to come in. So you go through the first night, obviously miserable, um, you know, crazy stuff the, fir the first night. Get some sleep. Now, like, you know, you're ready. And we go, and next day, it's, it's entering into the light. Uh, what was your experience on next day and the experiences that we had on the mountains, the hound of God, and, and those experiences? What was, uh, what was the thing that stood out the most for you, man? So one of the things I've learned both through 29 and 51 is that, um, at least for me, there's, there's a heightened learning experience that takes place when I'm pushed to my limit mm. that does not exist if I'm not pushed to the limit. And so it's hard to, I mean, I push myself. It's hard to get there on my own. But to get pushed to the very limit, uh, there's lessons that can be, uh, there's things that can be let go of, and there's lessons that can be absorbed that just wouldn't otherwise. And so I think for me, there's a, there's a couple things that were um, key lessons in my life. Number one, like going into the pit, the, the things that I had to let go of were um, not have, like my, my parents split up back when I was, I don't know, it's probably 15 years ago or so now, mm -hmm. but like I realized that I held some like resentment for both of them because of that. And I, I don't know that it was that apparent to me, but when, because of getting pushed to the edge physically during the day and then being faced to, um, to just like own whatever's inside that's holding me back, those are a couple of things that floated to the surface, right? And I had to own that and let go of that, which um, there's, there's, you know, a catharsis that comes from being able to let go. And then I, like I, my belief is that, that it's it's almost impossible to really grow into who you're supposed to be and and um, experience what's possible for life if there's emotional baggage and anchors that are that are holding you know one back and so that was like that was part of what I got to see but I, I don't know it was, it was almost uh, you know going going from there into the rest of fifty one. It, it was almost like I had kind of cut loose of some of the final things that I kind of knew were holding me back, but didn't really know till I was able to like look that in the eye. And then I, it was almost like a rapid acceleration of insights that took place mm. from there. So my biggest insight was not so much what happened afterwards, but that my capacity for life and love and opportunity opened up when I was able to cut free from things in the past. Wow. Wow. That was great. Um, in, in the second day, there was a particular experience and, you know, Jack, Jacob, you were involved in that experience without knowing. And, uh, we had an evolution where, uh, it's known as the children suffering. Remember that one? I do. Yes. You better. I do. <laughs> so, um, and, and during this evolution without giving it away, you know, um, there's a family picture that is presented at one point. Um, man, like with Jacob being here, like what can you recall about that experience and how that shifted? Because that was one of the ones that fucking really pushed you too. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know how to put, I'm going to try to put this in the words, but there, there's something ab about when like what you love most is you have to fight for that, that um, 
a human being can make anything happen. And, yeah. and I, I realized that, and I, I'd kind of always known that intellectually, but got to experience that with, you know, like the, the crawling down, crawling through yeah. the beach and the sand and the, the, the fight. So I just know it really, it, it more than anything reaffirmed um, what I am capable of doing for those that I love. Um, it was like a little microcosm for um, my, my capacity of what I can do for my family just by going through that experience. Absolutely. And how did that, all that, like, all that experience of expansion that you just mentioned, right? Uh, how does that, like, affect you in business right now? Like, you know, just about two, three weeks ago, Garrett shared a letter that you've written to all your, your employees. Have you read the letter? Bro, you, you got to read this letter. Like, um, I got... Uh, if we look at on the other side of the office, mm -hmm. uh, Damien at Warrior Week 49, he wrote a letter to his son, and I laminated and put that letter. And I, I think I told you this on the call. And, dude, that letter needs to be laminated, and I'll put one in here for sure. And, like, laminated, put one in your office, I'll put one in here. Okay. Because they came across maybe, uh, this is the second time I'm coming across such a letter. Uh, it's literally words of God that are written in there. And uh, what can you tell between the relationship of, you being pushed out of that comfort zone and you being able to express such a leadership uh, so well articulated. You look at that letter, it's no, there's no fancy word. It's just purely the truth. So, and it was about COVID and it was, and if you can share some of it on, the, on, on this as well, so that the men that are listening on this, especially the men that have son exactly the same age of Jacob or approximate, they would benefit from. But it, your dad wrote something about COVID. And, and how we viewed COVID and what it was. And, man, it, was, it, it is one of the most powerful things I've written during the past six, seven months when this uh, virus hit and kind of like paralyzed and created fear and this fog of hesitation among everyone, young, adult, mm -hmm. just people doing stupid things because of that. So what can you share with us, man, on that? Yeah, so the, the title of it was um, 2020 Will Not Define You, But It Will Reveal You. And the, the, the premise behind it was, I mean, I'm a perspective guy. And so I started thinking about this for a while. And it, it kind of got in a state of flow when I was uh, writing. But um, what, what I was thinking about was that there are, you know, currently 7.8 billion people on this planet. There's been arguably 100, 110 billion people on this planet over the course of recorded history. And if every generation faces some sort of heavy crisis that they have to go through okay so first of all it was a perspective thing and you know ours is COVID. okay so yeah it's complicated but the point is like if you had to go back in time and you had to you could you you would just surface in any generation and deal with their biggest crisis of the generation and you look through what people have gone through over the course of history you know dark ages holocaust black plague i mean you can you could name anything that could come up in our generation and we're so just you know, wrought over the challenges of COVID. The, the issue is, in my opinion, is like it's a gift because people get to, see, I mean, we'll recover from it. Yes, it's complicated economically for a lot of people for a year. It will recover. And yes, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, political issues and there's, there's a lot of issues. The point is that um, when there's challenges, people will fall to the, their level of their foundation. So everyone's being exposed right now for who they really are. Mindset, like spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, emotionally, like everything. You fall to the level of your base systems. And so the thinking was that 
this is this is a gift, not a curse. There's a there's an Einstein saying which is within every challenge is an opportunity so great that it literally will dwarf the problem itself. And so the opportunities, and from my opinion, are we get to see where we're exposed. We still have such like a, I mean, this country, um, ha, you know, the 13 generations since we were founded as a you know re constitutional republic, the opportunities here are unbelievable. Yet our perspective is so skewed, mm. and so. Like that was my that was my conviction that I wanted to share with the team was that no matter what the challenge is, if you've done the work, right? And that's why how much why I appreciate, you know, Warrior and the Core Four and the General's Tent and, you know, strategic objectives and the, the, the stack now, which is I mean, all these things, these are these are tools which if it, it only takes an hour a day to be able to fortify yourself for a lifetime. It's like the insight. So I don't know, there's a lot that could spin off from that, but it was really more a matter of just look for the gift and the opportunity, see what areas of your life you need to shore up and realize like what a blessing and a gift it is to live in this country with unlimited opportunity. That is so true. And <clears throat> unfortunately, that's not the case, right? There's a lot of 19-year-old uh, G.I. Joes right now in the street. There's a, a lot of 19-year-old um, that will just simply to, to they'll, tell, they'll tell you, man, just leave this country. Right? If you don't agree with this, leave this country. And there's literally zero fucking understanding of what it is coming out of their mouth. And what it is is just, man, hesitation, fatigue, boredom, all of it together, what they used to have. And it, it all comes down to perspective. So I'm sitting here, I'm like, 19 year old man like what is the, how many dick of perspective can this person have it's like so i i get it i get the confusion right and at the same time it's hurting because it's just you know it's one 19 year old that supports one 19 and, and so on and so on so as a 19 year old sitting obviously on on the other side uh man what are your what are your thought what are your thought uh, process and what are what are your perspective on what is happening and what has that perspective perspective created as an action for you? Like, because of your perspective, what is it that you do or you don't? Um, I think I would say, like, one of the things I've noticed recently just among people is that everybody tends to react to their emotions before, like, logic. And that I guess that's been good for me to realize, like, hey, I need to step back and think about this logically instead of emotionally, like, acting on it right off the bat mm. because that's how you you know go into something without the proper insight and end up making a mistake well well said uh your dad is a very logical guy so i wonder where the fuck you got that but <clears throat> uh your dad is also a very emotional guy and uh but emotions that um you know emotions of compassion emotions of uh fire that doesn't burn but fire that that warms in so um you know, our emotions are also a weapon. Uh, you know, our mind takes our emotions and make a story about it. And if we leave the logical side, the mind will, will take a story and just lean on, you know, stupidity and aggressivity. And, and often, often these kids, man, the, the, all they want, Mike, is intensity. They just want some intensity right now because, fuck, nothing is intense. But they mix it with aggressivity and this is where the distinction is. They can't distinguish between being intense and passionate, and 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 they just it just blends in with aggressivity. So the outcome becomes, 
something that is not digestible, especially by adults or common sense people that have gone through that. Um, so, man, hey, I want to thank you, Jacob, for being here. I know, you know, just driving down here an hour and a half with your dad, I'm sure it was pretty cool in the car. Did he live your life? He offered for me. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All right, so. Um, <laughs> uh, but I do want to thank you being here. Um, you know, you bring a perspective that is important to be talked to because our audience, look, man, we're not really a popular show here, and we never do this for popularity. Um, but the there's about 2,000, 3,000 dudes only that listen to this, and all these dudes are, are fathers, right? And so to hear you, it, it, it's meaningful because they're getting inside as if they're what their kids are thinking. And, uh, you know, some of these guys, and they're not in a place where Mike is, where he would just ask you, where you at? Or are you winning? <laughs> you may get a text from me, uh, you know, from time to time, it's like, are you winning? <laughs> but, uh, uh, but I want to thank you for being here. Uh, there, there is an impact um, that your words has that you don't see it now, but, uh, you know, it happens in people's life. And it, the way I say that is not because I'm some magician and, and can see in the future. It's because it's already taken place through other podcasts. You know, emails that come back and say, hey, thank you for having, you know, Christian, because Christian was another guy, son and dad episode. Thank you for having Christian. You know, so much, so much, so much impact on me. So know that, and those emails will come in, and those messages will come in. Uh, Mike, thanks for being here. Uh, as always, uh, you've been you've been inside of this game for you, not for Warrior. Like you're not a, a client of Warrior. You've been a um, you know you've been a, a founder of what this this thing is. Like Garrett said the last week, he built this thing to build him and build us, mm -hmm. and we all build it to build ourselves. Uh, warrior is just a template. Like nobody, uh, nobody will give you something. You have to do the work, and uh, and you're an example of that. Uh, example of pushing towards, uh, you know, through the comfort zone and being here. So, final words would be: if there's a guy right now on the other side of the camera, right, listening to you, and this guy is exactly who you were in 2014, 2015. Right. And, and uh, what would your message would be to him in a way that just goes to his heart and has an invitation for him to act upon your message? Hmm. So there's windows in life that I think uh, surface to be able to move forward and to improve who you are and change your future and change your legacy for generations, you know, to cut, cut free from the things of the past that hold you back and put you in a position to be able to grow with clarity, certainty, and confidence and courage into the future. And what I've noticed and one of the things I deeply appreciate about the Warrior platform is that it allows it allowed me to be able to accelerate my growth in a way that I would not have been able to otherwise. I would have figured it out. It just would have taken fifteen years instead of, you know, two to mm. get to that place. And then so my point is like we have one life, right? And so the question is, there, there's the question is how do you how do you become fully alive? Maximize your gifts, maximize your opportunities, pour into those that you love and care about, and do that with intention and meaning. And you know, I'm just I'm I have a lot of gratitude for Warrior for being able to have the platform that allowed me to gave me that window and allowed me to accelerate the growth. So my message is this: it's super simple. It's like when the, when when something is in front of you and you feel it welling up, it's there for a reason. It's because you're supposed to act on it. 
you know, trying to figure out all the finance, trying to figure out all, the, all that stuff, it's a waste of time and you could spin your wheels for years trying to find the perfect window. When you feel it, you just go. And that's my, that's my lesson. Beautiful. And so if this message it truly resonated with you inside of your heart and that you feel that uh, there is another man in your life that could actually benefit from these words, the words that uh, Mike shared with us, the words that Jacob uh, shared with us, if you feel that you know a man that is in a situation where Mike and his son is, you know, father and son, and although this relationship is, is an amazing one, uh, but they're suffering in theirs, and you feel that these words could actually help them and guide them to, to their experiences. And their experiences could bring them to Warrior Week. Their experiences could bring them to reading a book here at Warrior. It doesn't matter, right? The first step is to just pay it forward. So listen, just take this podcast. Don't share it on social media. Don't say listen to this. Not a generic share. We don't care for that. Take it and target it like an arrow in this man's heart and just forward it and you know, follow it with some fire. Listen, 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 motherfucker. It's time for you to listen to this shit. Because I'm tired of fucking witnessing you fucking up a relationship with your, your son. So listen to this. And if it requires fire, fire. And if it requires some love, you say, hey, man, I, it would be really, 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 really good for you to listen to this. I'm telling you this from the bottom of my heart. Please act upon this. Watch this. Listen to this. Um, and let me know how it goes. So. That's what I'm asking you to do if you've been listening to this and this matters. Uh, with that being said, I want to thank Mike and Jacob for being here. And gentlemen, you can find us on warriorweeknow.com for all the other episodes. This is being the 100th episode. Uh, there is uh, all the Warrior Week videos, the speeches, and the testimonials of Warrior Week and Warrior Week Plus. Everything is on one place for you to listen, watch, and review. Thanks for being with us.